Coming up next on the Jeff Curley Show, we're going to talk to a registered dietitian who's going to separate fact from fiction when it comes to your health. She's just ahead. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crilly, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is The Jeff Crilly Show. Now, have you ever had this experience? You're listening to the news and one day you're hearing wine is good for you. It's heart healthy. And the next day there's another study that says wine is bad for you. And then you hear that coffee is good for you. And then suddenly coffee is bad for you. It's, it's mind numbing all these studies that are contradictory. So we're going to separate fact from fiction with a registered dietitian and a good friend, Amy Goodson is in studio. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. And I hope that wine and coffee are both good for me. Yeah. And, and chocolate. <laughs> so. Yes, all three. Okay. Um, well, first of all, I want to uh, learn a little bit more about you. And as we put your name up on the screen, I want you to tell us about all these degrees. So uh, let's go ahead and take the tight shot and look at that. Those, what do all those letters stand for? It's called a lot of school, Jeff. It's called a lot of school. Okay, so MS, Masters of Science, which mine is in exercise and sports nutrition. RD is registered dietitian. CSSD is certified specialist in sports dietetics. So that means I have a lot of hours working in sports nutrition. And then LD means I'm a licensed dietitian here in the state of Texas. So I would like to say that I'm check plus credible to talk about all the things we're going to talk about. <laughs> amen, amen. Well, I want them to get to know your heart. They always say it doesn't matter how much you know until they know how much you care. Okay. So uh, let's talk about why you got into this field. So I always personally had a, a liking for nutrition. So just always kind of, I was a dancer growing up, just always aware of that. And so I got into college and I really didn't know what I wanted to do, to be honest. So I was doing a degree in communications. I loved exercise. So I started teaching group exercise. That's when we called it aerobics. <laughs> and I was a personal trainer and I really just developed this love for both nutrition as well as for exercise. And and so I thought, hmm, I wonder if there's like a degree that does this. And so I was at TCU at the time and Texas Women's University in Denton, I found out had an exercise and sports nutrition graduate program, not really knowing what that meant. I traipsed on up to Denton and they were like, you know, you really need to be a registered dietitian. And I was like, well, what exactly does that mean? Very excited that I didn't know because it was a, a, a little bit of a path but really decided that that's what I wanted to do in regards to helping athletes and learn about good nutrition so that you can distinguish between sure. fact and fiction and help athletes perform at their highest level. And so did my double masters in exercise and sports nutrition, 
became a registered dietitian, and then very quickly started working at what was Ben Hogan Sports Medicine at Texas Health Resources. They'd never had a dietitian. They brought me in to start working with TCU Athletics and seeing clients there and building out their sports nutrition program. And that was the little launching point, and off we went. Well, I love it that you're, you have so many credentials because, as we both know, there are celebrities out there who suddenly have a large following and they swear by this diet or that diet, and some of the things they're recommending can be dangerous. Yes. So as a registered dietitian, it's so important that we're following the science. And, you know, people often think science is boring. However, if you can really stick to it, that's often the thing that's going to work the best. And that's typically more sustainable over time. And you're right. There are so many influencers out there and people that might have a weakened certification. And a lot of people don't realize how much registered dietitians go to school. We have to go to school for quite a while. We also do a 1,000 hour accredited internship program that's non-paid. I mean, you are in school to learn. And so that takes a while. And then you're able to sit for your registered dietitian exam. So what a lot of people don't realize is that registered dietitians are medical nutrition therapy experts. Like we've learned the science behind. And you know, like in sports nutrition, people will say, oh, well, do you really need to learn medical nutrition therapy? Well, I've had athletes with high blood pressure, with high cholesterol, with type 1 diabetes, with ulcerative colitis. And so as a registered dietitian, it's so important that we're skilled to be able to help the athlete, no matter if they're the healthiest or if they do have a health concern. So I would challenge you, if you're ever going to work with a nutrition professional, make sure they are a registered dietitian because they're going to be the people that really know the most about the science, all of the different aspects of health wellness and how to make that easy and put it on your plate. Sure. And I urge you to follow her on all her social media platforms because she gives away the gold. She, she <laughs> doesn't hoard the gold. Uh, here's one of her tips. This day and age, everything is about your ROI or your return on investment. From business to time, we all want to make sure we're earning something on our investments. So I have a question for you. What's your eating plan's ROI? Does the time, money, and effort you put into what you eat help you feel better, have more energy, and improve your overall health? If you're not quite sure, I have a few dairy good ways to help you increase your ROI at mealtime. First, did you know that milk provides 13 essential nutrients for about 20 cents a cup? That's about 1.5 cents a nutrient. And I'm not talking about just any nutrients. Milk contains high quality protein, calcium, vitamin D, iodine, B vitamins, selenium, and more. This is a double whammy, an affordable option and a value for the nutrients and benefits of dairy foods, like sustained energy from protein and reduced risk of cardiovascular disease and type two diabetes. Second, milk is used to make cheese and yogurt, two fermented foods important to a healthy gut, making them a nutrient-rich ROI as well. And finally, the best part. There are so many simple and practical ways to include dairy foods like milk, cheese, and yogurt in your eating plan. Make your oatmeal with milk. Need a dip for veggies? Try making it with Greek yogurt. Add cheese to your salad. Looking to recover post-workout? Grab some chocolate milk. 
And finally, top fruit with yogurt and a sprinkle of cinnamon or cocoa for dessert. A few smart mealtime investments. And just like that, you increase your nutrient ROI to help benefit your health in a dairy good way. Cheers. Wow, I, I love it that you have all these degrees, but you never talk down to people. You're always talking plain English. Um, you must enjoy um, you know, giving the information away. The goal to me is to make nutrition easy. And so, you know, I do a lot of public speaking. And whenever I speak at events, I always tell people, like, if you cannot walk out of my top and know what to put on your plate at lunch today, I did not do my job very well. And so we try to make nutrition so difficult. And I think that's why a lot of people don't want to like figure out how should I eat healthy or what meals and snacks should I eat? Because they're always thinking, oh, it's so hard. And it really doesn't have to be hard. A lot of times it's doing the basics well. Basics might seem boring, but when you do those well and you can think like, what are those healthy snacks that I can keep in my purse or in my bag or pack in my kid's lunchbox or whatever that is? How can I get a breakfast? How can I make it easy. Now, I'm a registered dietitian that doesn't love to cook. Newsflash, <laughs> everyone knows that about me. So I'm all about the simple solution. So how can you fuel your body with nutrients that give you the energy to do whatever it is that you're asking your body to do? Chase kids, work out, go to work. That's really going to be what's key. And so it doesn't have to be difficult. It's all about how can you fuel your body to perform your best no matter what performance actually is. So Amy, answer me this. Why is it that we know more than we've ever known before? about how the human body works and yet the obesity crisis is getting, is getting worse. This is a question I often ask myself and I'm gonna go back to what I said. I think we're so enthralled with like the next greatest thing, the next greatest diet. And so people yo-yo back and forth and the, we've really forgotten the basics. So like what should you be eating on a regular basis? So, you know, anyone who's ever listened to me talk knows that we're always talking about having a high fiber carbohydrate like oatmeal or whole grain crackers or brown rice or whatever with a protein. And so that could be beef or chicken, fish, dairy foods, eggs. So these carbon protein combinations over the course of the day help stabilize your blood sugar. That's going to help stabilize your energy levels. And then of course, we want you to get in those other food groups. So fruits and vegetables, those healthy fats, your dairy foods. It's not rocket science, yet most people aren't doing it well. And a lot of it comes down to, I think, convenience and people looking for the next easiest thing versus doing a little planning in advance and having nutrient-rich options around. And probably the second thing is portion size. And so we live in a world where food is in abundance, which is fantastic. But we've often, you know, kind of gone to eating more. We eat out a lot. I always say there's a reason the chicken tastes better when you're out to eat than it does at your house probably has more butter, more sauces. So it's not to say that you can't enjoy those foods. I travel a lot. I eat out quite a bit actually, and especially when I'm on the go traveling. But the key is like watching those portion sizes. So a lot of it comes back to those basics. Are you getting your exercise? Are you watching your portion sizes? Eating often. When you do those things consistently, that's typically where we see the most success. And it's often going to be where it's the most sustainable. These total crazy trends aren't doable for people a long time. So they don't just do, make one small step backwards. They like revert to what they did before. And then that's a lot of times where we see weight gain and we see people just not really living healthy lives and by default, they don't feel as good. And there's a lot of people walking around feeling bad and thinking bad is normal. So I always encourage people to get back to balancing that plate 
planning a little bit in advance. You don't have to be in the kitchen for hours so that you can really fuel your body with the nutrients and foods that it needs, giving your body the energy that you have so that hopefully you can continue to make better choices. And Amy is the person that the media goes to when they need expert advice. We found a great video about back to school. Good morning, welcome back, 615. This morning we are talking about meal prep made easy for those of you with kids heading back to school. Now last half hour we tackled breakfast, now it's time to talk lunch. Earlier this week, I had a chance uh, to have registered dietitian Amy Goodson show me some easy options to get you and the kids out the door fast. So, so many parents are familiar with MyPlate or maybe they've seen it before. So, it seems so basic, but really it's all about trying to get all the food groups onto a plate. So, grains, protein, fruits, vegetables, and dairy, because this is going to be what kids really need. But it doesn't always have to look traditional mm -hmm. just like this. You can really twist it up and give your kids some of their favorite foods while still providing them everything that should be on the plate. Yeah, sometimes you got to make it fun to entice the kids to eat. So, you have some pretty tasty looking options here. Okay, so what kid does not love burgers, quesadillas, and pizza. What adult doesn't? Yeah, right. <laughs> so many of them are sick of what's in the brown bag. So get making some little nutrient-rich twists. So number one, quesadillas. So I actually use beef that I used last night. So if you made fajitas or something like that, throw it in there with some sauteed veggies whole grain tortilla, blue corn chips. Now, oh, you're wondering where I got my fruit. Mm -hmm. Girl, avocado is a fruit. There you so go. a little bit of guacamole right there. Delicious lunch. Let's talk about the little sliders. So many people are still grilling out on the weekends. Throw in some little sliders, cook those up. Lettuce, tomato, cheese. We have almost every food group. Whole grain bun, pair it with some grapes. And then little pizza bites. So now these are actually veggie pizza bites. Mm -hmm. So we've got some bright colored veggies, some hummus to dip it in, and some fruit. So they're simple solutions. They didn't really take a lot of time. You can really use some of your leftovers to mm -hmm. kind of create these, but they're foods that are more likely that your kids are going to eat and not pass around at the lunch table. Now, look, I understand if that is even too much planning for you, I have got you covered. I have maybe the ultimate way to make those packed lunches easy. We're going to show you that coming up in the next half hour. Wow, I love it. Um, we should also tell you she is a very popular uh, author as well as a speaker and um, consultant. Let's talk about your book. Yes, so the Sports Nutrition Playbook really came out of coaches, athletic trainers, and parents going, can you please give us some quick, easy little tidbits on how we can get our athletes to eat better? So I became a sports dietitian in 2006, and just time after time, you know, I always joke I've worked Pee Wee to Pro. And in that time, uh, no one wants to read a big old nutrition book. They do not want all the science. They need to know the top 10 things that they should feed their kid for a pre-workout or a post-workout snack or when they're traveling to the volleyball tournament. What do they eat at the continental breakfast, you know, at the hotel? And so the sports nutrition playbook really came out of what do we do if, and so it's actually a flip book. So it's a 250 page little flip book so that you can easily access it. And so it's designed to be, you know, I was at a conference last week and the guy goes, this is perfect for the weight room. I'm like, exactly. So designed for the weight room, the training room, the parent suburban, like what do we do We're in the drive-through? I got your options for you. So I came up with the idea in 2013 
Never did it. I started working for a lot of sports teams here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And when COVID hit, I was like, if I don't get this book done, there is something wrong with me. So went to town and put it out, self-published it actually in August of 2020. So I like to call it a quick handy dandy sports nutrition resource, really designed for the parent, the youth athlete, but can work for any athlete in regards to giving you good nutrition tips, sports nutrition, hydration tips, all of the things to help you fuel your body. And we're gonna put the book cover up on the screen so people can see this. And how many pages is it? So is it really pretty it's, easy to it's read? It's 250, but it's all on a little flip, like a little ring, if you think about that. Mm. So it's bullet points, it's charts, very easy. Don't worry, no paragraphs and lots to read. So think about it. if you open your hand up, it's about the size of your hand. So it's a quick, easy, little handy dandy resource. It has a very detailed table of contents mm -hmm. so that people can quickly go pre-workout snacks, hydration tips, energy bite recipes, flip to it and get exactly what they need. I have to call it bite-sized nutrition tips. I love it. Okay, so in the final two minutes, let's talk a little bit about the heat because we're about to start two-a-days here in Texas and uh, obviously, you know, people need to hydrate. Uh, is there a difference between water and energy drinks and sports drinks? There is. So we want everyone to be drinking fluid on a regular basis. So drinking your water, drinking nutrient-rich beverages like milk and smoothies and things of that where you're getting, you know, calcium, vitamin D, carbohydrates, proteins. When it comes to athletes, though, when they are outside, sugar and salt actually become your friends. And so sports drinks, which a lot of people go, oh, those have sugar and those have salt. But when you are outside exercising, running, burning off sugar and sweating out salt, very important that you are replacing those. So we definitely want athletes drinking water over the course of the day. But there are many sports beverages that can really be included in an athlete's eating and hydration regimen. So around a workout, I always say a sports drink. Sports drink. Drink while playing sport. It's not a math drink, a video game drink, or a nighttime drink. It's a sports drink. Now, there are others that are lower in sugar that have plenty of electrolytes that your kids could be drinking on throughout the daytime. The key is we want them to stay hydrated. One of the easiest kind of ch checks for hydration is to look at the color of their urine. This time of year, it is so easy to become dehydrated. So you are looking for a urine color, pale yellow to clear. Typically, that's going to mean hydrated. Apple juice and darker, no good. You need to find something to drink. And we know, Jeff, that a 2% level of dehydration in the body equates to about a 10% decrease in performance. And as dehydration gets worse, performance typically declines. We'll see athletes being fatigued, having a headache, feeling nauseous. And this time of year, when it is 105 plus with an even hotter heat index than that, it's way easier for athletes athletes to get dehydrated and even the everyday person. So it becomes very important that we're all focusing on our hydration throughout the day. You can use my little urine color chart for, for anybody, whether you're just outside exercising, outside doing yard work, playing with your kids, even think at amusement parks, finishing the last days outside at the pool. We all need to be paying attention to our hydration, but especially important for those athletes. Outstanding. You're an amazing guest. We're going to have to have you back again. We're going to end with her website, which is amygoodsonrd.com. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Hydrate and you fuel bet. up, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for now. We'll see you next time.